Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the Silver and Black Podcast with r in the Morning. Wimpy for three. Butter. Rob Thompson and Rudy J get you inside the San Antonio Spurs along with everything NBA. It's the Silver and Black Podcast with r in the Morning, part of the San Antonio Sports Star Podcast Network at sasportstar.com. Now, here are the guys. Uh, the Celtics and the Spurs battled for the last time this year. Uh, we didn't get to see Derek White. We didn't get to say howdy uh, to an old friend. Kristaps uh, Porzingis, the unicorn, uh, didn't play. He, uh, Wimby scared him away. <laughs> and... Uh, Spurs went down. It wasn't quite as competitive as it has been, especially the second half of the Hawks game where Victor was just spectacular. He was spectacular again last night in ways that are just so effortless that it just it just is in. Uh, sometimes he doesn't. He's not doing enough. He passes up more shots than any young superstar I have ever seen. Uh, it just it just it, it's not in him to take the first shot. He'll take the second one. It's just not in him if he's open when there's 22 seconds on the clock to look at the rim. It just it's fundamentally not part of his character. Yeah, we're I'd say about 6 months away from like the deep takes about how he's got to develop some, you know, alpha in that respect. Mm-hmm. And and I don't disagree with that. I mean, again in a in a basketball way, um I think it's his nature to be humble and his nature to to kind of be team friendly. And that's, I think, a great strength of his, but you're right. I mean, not that it was a, a significant factor last night, but um, but it has been. And that's okay. I mean, that's what this, this year's all about. Yeah, and, you know, what what I find interesting, as that we're going to talk a lot about trades today, is there is going to be a point in Victor's career, I don't know if we've reached it yet, where he will be passing to a great option. You know, well, there will become a time when he gets the ball and he's open up for a three, and most of us go, shoot it! Because the next guy who's got that same shot will. You might as well be the one. That eventually, <laughs> when he makes that pass, it'll be to a Pascal Siakam. It'll be to a Trey Young. It'll be to a superstar. You know, eventually, this'll make some sense, I think, as he is the, as he defers so often. But last night, 27 points in how many minutes? What do you what do you figure? I know the answer. I don't want to. I don't want to be. I don't want to lie. Point you a know? minute, man. Point Dude, a minute. I mean, give him 30. I mean, like I I don't want to like give him 40. I mean, well, I mean, but still, like, I mean, you know, let's walk before we crawl here. You know what I'm saying? Like, give him 30 minutes. I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, we want more. It's not. Irrational to want more. No, and I get it. Well, let's use it when it matters. When it matters, I get it. Um, but like tonight or next game, Charlotte? No, no, we won't. We won't. We won't be seeing him. He'll be taking the night. Um, but what we are seeing, it 
it, it is almost unfathomable. Well, you know, when he got ben- <laughs> when everybody got benched against the Hawks, right? When <laughs> when everybody everybody got sat down, uh, Trey Young post game said, "This guy is going to be unstoppable." I mean, is he wrong? <laughs> well, you know, he's the he's the latest in line. I mean, Giannis has said it. Lucas said it. Everybody who's played against him, uh, merit looks at him and going, "Holy!" I mean, it, it's just ridiculous. And we saw it again last night, effortless. And when he is scoring so effortless, effortlessly, man, I'm tongue tied this morning. You, got, you can do this. Um, it makes things so much easier on others. And as we heap praise on. Victor in a loss, which you know, remember that we did lose. I, I I can't say enough about how good a Trey Jones is playing. I mean, everybody needs, like you're saying, it's we're not at the level. I know Trey Young's a hot name this week, but like we're not there, and so no, you you need these, you need these Trey Joneses. You know what I mean? You need it can't just be Victor. It can't. You know what I mean? Like he needs, you know, support, and I I mean. I think we we we're trying to fast forward to that point like you just did, and I think we, in a teeny tiny way, overlook the support he has in this moment, um, which is why Trey deserves some love. Twenty-two assists. Last, or tw- I'm sorry, twenty-six assists on ten turnovers. Those are the kind of numbers you normally win basketball games. But uh, Boston was on fire in the first half. I mean, just ridiculous. But watching Trey Jones, who by the way, ten assists last night. Um, when Victor and he are on the same page, and he and Malachi Brennan are running the pick and roll really well together as well. That pick and roll is uh, scary when those when those three are on the same page. It, it, it's sad to see so much positive, and what at the end of the day was was another loss. That there there are deficits on this roster, and I talk about that as we saw the first of the deals happen yesterday uh, as the. Uh, the Pacers acquire Pascal Siakam for three first-rounders and a body, quite frankly. Um, but that, to me, RJ, set the market. That, you know, when I saw the uh, three first-rounders, I thought, hey, Spurs got that, and that's an all-star. That's the kind of caliber guy that I think the Spurs are going to be chasing. Um, so I feel pretty good about the situation. Uh, I think I see enough positives. I know we're seeing... You know, a po- we're seeing iceberg versions of Wimby. We're just seeing the tip there. We're not seeing everything. We're just uh, so I don't know what to expect there. I see the market being set. Pascal Siakam's the three number one or kind of thing, and that's the minimum I think as Spurs fans we expect if when and if a deal is made. I see Trey Jones playing playing to the point of you know point guard while it is a priority, isn't an absolute priority. That the number of assists I saw last night in a, in a game that really there wasn't a whole lot of defense played, uh, and the Spurs couldn't close out on a three point shooter if, if their lives depended on it. You you mentioned that I wanted to bring this up. So I was curious. I was reading a few things last night. You know what Boston shot from three last night? What their three point percentage was last night in the first half. I don't think I saw a miss. I, I don't know. I would say forty percent. I think they went 5 of 10 in the first quarter. It was ridiculous. Um, but they finished with 47.4% three-point success. Um, 50% from the three. Yeah, you're not going to so, beat anybody like that. So they shot. They had 38 attempts you know, from beyond the arc, which is a lot, obviously. 
do you know that there have been 14 I mean like we're talking like a, a, a not a million but a billion basketball games there have only been 14 times in Spurs franchise history that somebody has gone 47.4 percent or 47 percent from beyond the arc with at least 38 three points three points against them and they have all happened since 2020 isn't well, that amazing <laughs> you know there's a lot of guys my age go yeah it's not amazing yeah, at all i, mean, I like, could have told you that it happened but like that's amazing like they had never happened before the, 2020 and now it's like somewhat regular because they don't play defense anymore right we'll be the guy that that like me that says yeah you know they don't understand they don't play they don't hustle <laughs> when the fact of the matter is offensive coordination has just gotten better the the metrics of the three are so much different guys take shots in the places where they make them you know, and that's that didn't used to be the case. Now the whole offense is engineered toward the, what the numbers tell you. So that's why they're hitting them. And defense, they're playing as good a defense as defense has ever been played in the NBA without fouling anyway. It's, they're being, it's, just, it's just overwhelming. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Again, they, shot, they had 10 threes in the first quarter. I mean, they made, but they made five of them. So, like, you're talking, like, again, if you play that game mathematically, it's like, well, if you can carve out 15 points right. off three-pointers per quarter, like, we're good. And, and I, as good as they are, as good as they are, and they, it's Boston and Philly in the East. The, the Pacers yesterday making the move for, for uh, Siakam, they got gooder. They got gooder. They were very good, and they got very gooder. But they didn't pass the Celtics or the Sixers, I think, in, in, at least in my mind, in the East. And as the uh, trade things kind of perking around, there's a new one floating around with the Spurs involved. It, it, this one would be with the magic. What do you think of this one? Uh, Keldon Johnson and uh, Dougie Fresh um, to Orlando for Wendell Carter Jr. and uh, the legendary <laughs> Markel Fultz. Um, is that uh, deck chairs on the Titanic? Is that what this yeah, is? I yeah, I mean, like, I don't want to just revisit the Trey Young thing, but, like, when you bring that up, like, there's an obvious reason to do that. You know what I mean? Like, this is just, like, like you, you, you know, okay, Indiana got gooder. Like, do you even get gooder? No. You oh, well. Or you're, are you just as good in, in a different way? Like, you're just, you know, it's it's six and one half, half a dozen in the other. You're, or six and one hand. You know what I mean? Like, that's all this is. Uh, Wendell Carter has potential at his position. I mean, he's a big, he, he could play in the very same fashion as Wimby. They could play out there together because they're both mobile. It offers a twin tower kind of view that would be interesting. Uh, it would be a, a, an interesting kind of a, a offensive matchup and defensively shoot. <laughs> you might not ever get a shot up in the paint. So, I mean, there are some things, some benefits there, but I'm not sure the value of Keldon Johnson isn't more than that. I, 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 I would be amenable to it if it, if I was uh, Brian Wright, but I'm not sure it's the deal that I would make today. But that's the one that's floating about. Uh, floating about. What do you guys think? I mean, it, uh, like and, and share and comment on this. Um, what do you think? If a deal like this comes around, is it something that you look at, or is it too early to tell? Because I are think you, that we're almost there. Are you like in a grand sense? Question one of two. If they don't make any trades, is it a failure relative to modern, like current current moment expectations? If they do nothing, is it a failure? Uh, it, yes, just frustrating. I, I can tell Why you this: it? Uh, it will be an abject failure because we've got guys like um, Chetty Osman and um, McDermott who 
well, just leave. They don't have a lot of value, but they got a little bit of value right now. And both those guys can help somebody. Both those guys, if they landed on the right team, and the teams that I know are, that are chasing them are calling. You just know that they are because they're, everybody knows they're going to leave the Spurs. They're not going to resign these guys for any more than they're paying them right now. Uh, I think it would be, it would show me that due diligence is really not being chased because you're letting something just walk out of the door for nothing. And it's not like these guys are helping us to do anything other than get to the end of the season. And if we're going to play Champagne and Barlow and, and, uh, Who's our latest uh, culprit? There's a dude walking around yesterday. I didn't even recognize him. I'm like, who's that cat? <laughs> um, if we're going to play those guys, play them. Play them. And we don't, I, let the, let McBuckets and Chetty go be pros and maybe get a ring and some extra playoff cash. I mean, I agree with you. Like, it's maybe kind to them. But I don't see how that helps the Spurs. And I don't see how it's a failure to not let Chetty walk. You know what I mean? Like, well, what, what I'm, I'm saying, saying like, is it, it would help if you got something in return for two dudes that are going to walk. I don't know who that is or what that would be. I mean, but it's not like the, the resources that we're comfortable moving on from aren't netting, you know, anything. You know, anything significant, anything, you know, that, Everybody's that asking us me, up it, out of bed. Right. What does a trade help? What does it do? Well, let me tell you, um, what it does help is for a forward-thinking general manager, for a forward-thinking team, you know that – Given the opportunity and equal money, for the most part, an NBA veteran, a guy who's going to make a team like Doug McDermott, like Chetty Osmond, will go, will follow the money and follow the possibility. And there's no reason to stay here. So if we're, if we can get value for them now, get value. That value might not pan out, but at worst, you work out equal. At worst, at worst, you work out with nothing because at the end of this season, those dudes are gone on, along with others. So if you can move them for something, future draft consideration, a body that will be here in the summer that you know those guys won't, that is a win. That's the only reason I'm talking about a deal. Now, this Orlando Magic deal, this Kelton thing, this makes no sense. That's a lateral move sure. to a guy that I don't know. And right now, the known is more important to me than the unknown. And I don't know what Wendell Carter could do with, with Pop. I, 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 he's a talented young player. So is Keldon, but at least I know what Keldon's capable of. And right now, I'm going to tell you, uh, he's kind of coming into his own. He's kind of playing pretty good. He's got his, his attention is on the rim. I can tell you that, which for me is the place he needs to be. I mean, I'm not saying that I think you're wrong or that I disagree with you. I just, and I know, you know, it's worth. You know, it's worth moving the numbers. You know, I feel like we're moving, you know, jelly beans in, you know, one hand and kind of seeing how they look. And, I mean, yeah, it's just, it all feels lateral. That's what I'm saying. Like, right. I'm, I'm, I'm down. If you, if you really want to take some sort of swing, okay. You know what I mean? But, but that, that feels irresponsible at the same time. And I'm, I mean, my point is like, we have been pretty patient, right? And, <laughs> and we can see, we can see the light, so to speak. And so I don't want to wreck the light and, and you know, I don't want to, in, in an effort to take one single step forward, wind up taking one and a half steps back. Well, sometimes, well, I, I agree wholeheartedly. But I want to see from Brian Wright, and I think we all do, something. Be aggressive. Um, I feel like too much of us just expect the, the Spurs to be reactive and not, you know, taking calls but not making calls. On um 
I've had this search loading for a while since before we started this segment because sometimes these take a little bit. Because um, last night was just another, you know, Wemby masterpiece. So at this point, 35 games in, averaging over 28 minutes at this point, not quite where we want to be, averaging over 10 total rebounds, averaging over 19 points a game. All players, NBA history, to ever do that in the first 35 games of their career. Who do you think was the last one? Maybe he's the first person to do this since who? LeBron? No. Harden? Le- LeBron actually didn't even do this. Again, we're talking about the first 35 games of their career. First, thir- uh, Wimby is, is one of two people to do this this century. Uh, uh, gosh. Uh, yeah, Durant? Blake Griffin. What? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. was this Bl- didn't Blake miss his rookie year and come back and kind of do it his second year? Like a this Chet Holmgren prep year? No, this is this is calculated on their first thirty-five career games. So, last person to do it before Blake was who? I'll give you the year. This might be more helpful. Uh, so, Blake did it you know, two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. The l- person before that was nineteen ninety two, nineteen ninety three, who did it again. The qualifiers here: twenty-eight minutes a game, over twenty minutes a game, uh, at, at least twenty minutes a game, at least ten re- total rebounds a game, at least nineteen points a game. Ninety-two, ninety-three. David? Yeah. Nope. I, I don't know. I like this, like, maybe this is a new thing. Like, yeah, Rob gets his stats. I'm stumped. Uh, Give me the stat line again that we're trying to match. So you're averaging at least 28 minutes a game. 28. At, le- at least 10 total rebounds a game. 10. And at least and at least 19 points per game. Shaq? In the, first, in the first 35 games of their career. Exactly. Yes, it is Shaq. Yeah, so Shaq. you got it. Okay. So, we're, so reverse chronological order. We got Wemby. We got Blake. We got Shaq. Um, let's do two more. Who's the last one before Shaq? It was one year before. So Give me Shaq the year. was 92, 93. And 91. 91, 92. Prior to Shaq? Oh, gosh. Uh, Michael? No. Nope. I don't know. Nope. If you're looking at your screen, you're getting a No, I'm out. not. I'm not. Um, no, you are. I w- oh, Matumbo? Yep. That's a guy I didn't expect you, to see on the list. And, he was getting uh, that many the, points? I mean, 19, it's not like a million, well, but still. Uh, and before that, David Robinson. I knew David had to be in there. Yeah. But, I mean, even before that, like if we just go a little bit further down this list. That's uh, a ridiculous Hakeem, list to be on. Hakeem, Ralph Sampson, Terry Cummings, Larry Bird, Sidney Wicks, uh, Kareem, Elvin Hayes, Rick Barry, Wilt. Um, I mean, it's only been done. Uh, did you not did, – did you – every name you just – was a Hall of Famer, every one of them. Did you name anybody that's not? I don't think you did. Um, well, Blake. I mean, that, um, he. I think he'll be a Hall of Famer. Okay, well, I mean, my point is, like, not literally. I mean, in the moment. It's yeah, but I, um, I mean, yeah. literally, the company he's keeping is Orange Jacket type. which And, is and, we're, sitter, and we're like, play him more. I mean, obviously, rightfully so. But, like, my point is, like, that's a pretty stupid list to be a part of at this point in time. And, and we feel like... We're, there's so much meat on the bone that we're just throwing away. And that's what Perfect. concerns, I think, so many of us today. That when we see 27 points come that easy, and keep in mind he's now had 25-plus in three straight games. He's joined Tim, who did it three times, and David, who did it six times, as the only rookies to do that in franchise history. He continues to impress on minutes that starve us, that I think starves him for for a value, for for attention, for worth. I mean, you it, he knows how good he is, and you never. Every time he sits down, as good as that second unit has been, there is a deficit. It does get worse. 
And it has that has to wear on him too. We watched him check himself in because it's embarrassing. Like I, I mean, I'm the, sitting down watching us get worse. I don't want to call it the devil's advocate, but the flip side of that is like you want to preserve the types of career that this list yeah. of people has had. You no, know what I, I mean? Like, that's the so, justification, right? It's a catch twenty two. But it is frustrating in the moment. And so that's why like Okay, we're bored. Trade for Trey Young. You know what I mean? Like, so mm-hmm. that we have something to, to be entertained by. And I'd rather have tread on the tire in four years right. than a little bit less for a, a meaningless win. A win in Boston is always sweet. And I would like to leave one little bit on the table, and I'm talking to Spurs broadcasting. Um, the, the, the matchup last night, while individually I love them both. Okay. As far as the broadcast crew. Okay. In, in individually, they both are outstanding in their field. Okay. Together, not not so much. I mean, you know, uh, Matt Bonner and uh, what's his name? Ryan. Oh, with Dan Weiss. Dan Weiss. Yeah. I mean, look. A little. Uh, a Wednesday night in Boston when you're getting smoked is... You know. I know, it ain't that... <laughs> well said. Jason Minnick's one of the best play-by-play guys in the business anywhere in the country. We'll be the first to tell you, well, sometimes you're only as good as the material you have to work with. And there wasn't yeah. a lot to work with. But it was in Boston, and I've seen this tandem a couple of times. And <laughs> I, I mean, look, um, maybe it'll be better against Charlotte. You know what I mean? You got that going on. And you know what? Maybe maybe it's just the platform. Maybe once it's on on Amazon Prime, that just elevates the whole thing. For you. Yeah, we we broke this yesterday. That uh, the uh, we well didn't, we didn't break it. It just broke. No, we broke it. We That's tried to put it together best we could, but it didn't work out. The, that, <laughs> we dumped it, dumped it. That the uh, master of all things unseen, Jeff Bezos, has uh, purchased a a significant share of the the, the carcasses of those RSN those regional sports networks all across the country that the Spurs had bought into along with just about every other regional baseball basketball team that the the, the platform now the delivery pipeline the tube to your home now seems to be set it's just a matter of how it will occur uh, as uh, the world's uh, second or third richest man will get wealthier now because at least now we have a portal and a comfortable one uh to our favorite teams. This is good news, except that paywall will exist. They're not going to all go the Phoenix way and just put it on a, a rabbit ear antenna. The reason I am a fan of this is I'm a cord cutter myself. Mm-hmm, um, me too. And, I mean, you don't, like, theoretically, again, obviously, there's some details, DVD, you don't need um, a cable subscription to watch the Spurs now. You know, like, the, again, in a theoretical sense, there will be a, like, here's your Spurs package, you know, for the season or whatever. Maybe it's a monthly mm-hmm. rate. I don't know, during basketball season. But, like, you'll be set. And that's a cool thing. Like, if you're like, oh, I just need Netflix and the Spurs, like, you can do that. And you'll have uh, prime delivery. You, you'll be able to watch the game. So true. And have you your toilet paper and nachos delivered at the same time. Four, but every day at 7, it is exactly the same. We call it the silver and black. Make sure you are subscribing. And if you're not already, hit that button. And uh, like it on the regular. We're proud of what we do. Tell everybody else that you are as well. Put a thumb on it. 